This is The League. I'm your host, Tanner Price. Uh, what a fun week it's been. Went and did a couple shows. Seen some old faces this week. Uh, getting a late recording in on this podcast. But that's alright. We're still getting it. We're going to get it done right before kickoff here at college. Uh, we're going to go over the Brown Steelers last night. MV, or excuse me, from Thursday night. Uh, I didn't get to catch the game, but... I've uh, I've seen enough um, on the TV to to know what what needs to be discussed and how it went, and we also have the MVP talk for the NFL. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well and their futures. Uh, we'll look at the playoffs. And talk a little NBA. I also have my four picks for the college games this weekend. And uh, four picks for the NFL games. Uh, so great show. We got head, uh, set up here. Ready to go. And uh, let's get right into this thing, man. Here we go. Brown Steelers. I'm not going to take long to talk about this. This is going to be quick. Garrett suspended indefinitely for the year, including playoffs. May even be end up becoming lifetime. Who knows? Or another year. Time will tell on that. The NFL is going to go over that with time. They're not going to be in a rush because they have the rest of the year for sure to figure it out. Uh, the Browns will use this as the escape to fire Freddie Kitchens at the end of the year. The only reason why he's not fired right now is they're on a two-game winning streak. They lose that game Thursday night. He's gone 100%. Here's where they, the scenarios are. Steelers are still playing in that division mostly for a wild card spot. They don't have a chance to win the division. I don't think they have a chance to make the playoffs, but they have a chance to contend still. Unlike the Browns, who are running on this false hope that, yeah, they could still contend. No, you can't. You're you're going to get beat. You have Buffalo. You'll get beat by Kyler Murray. No one watches. You know, I, I heard it, that, you know, on, uh, you know, no one watches. No one likes to watch the Cardinals. I like to I watch the Cardinals every now and then because Kyler Murray's fun to watch. He's better than Baker. The Cardinals will beat the Browns. You heard it. I I'm calling it now. I'm not the only guy calling it. I've heard other guys calling it. That's how dysfunctional the Browns are. The Cardinals are not the greatest team, but I will say this. Cliff Kingsbury, I'm I'm He's doing better than what I thought. Arizona's doing better than what I thought. And when it's all said and done, I thought Baker would have had the better career over Murray. I'm not saying Murray will have a better career than Baker. Uh, Freddie Kitchens is going to get fired, though, at the end of the year. Uh, this thing with Garrett's going to be the big selling point for them on why he's being fired. Uh, really, it's just it comes down to you got to wonder about the player, what's going through his mind. You know, now the NFL's got to wonder, is it even safe to put this guy back on? So it's really, I mean, a game that there wasn't much to talk about, and then the last five seconds you gave us everything to talk about with those actions. And it's sad. I mean, it was sad to see. It's You don't want to see that. No one wants to see that. No one should get put in that scenario. And uh, Miles Garrett... Out indefinitely, rest of the year, including playoffs, potentially even more than just this year. Could even end up possibly never getting to play again. 
that'll be determined by the NFL. Right now, Cleveland's a mess. Steelers, they're still looking at the playoffs at the end of the day. I mean, that's that's where it's at. One's a really good organization. The other one, it's like watching a circus. Alrighty, let me jump over to this real quick. I want to talk about the uh, the LA Rams and uh, their struggles. You know, everyone's pointing at Goff. They overpaid him. They paid him too early. That might be it. I, I mean, I do think they did pay Goff a little early. I would have waited till after the year. Um, I understand why they paid Goff. It, I mean, in two years from now, we'll look at it, and it'll make a world of sense. And honestly, at the end of the year, we'll look at it, and it'll make a world of sense. You know, really, I mean, they're... It looks like they're paying him a lot now, but they're they're getting a discount because they know the longer the wait, the more money he'll be able to make. So they're better off paying him now. Uh, Todd Gurley. It looks like they definitely paid him too early. The knee issues. I mean, where'd the run game go on that on that team? When that run game was there, oh boy! Not only was it there, but man, was that offense just good? I mean, that offense was just. Everybody wanted it. Everyone started copying the Rams, doing what they were doing. Oh, let's bring in the vets. Let's draft a couple young guys. And, and, you know, let's pay the running back. That's why Jerry paid Zeke. Look at that. Dak's the reason why you guys were in the game against Minnesota Sunday night. And Zeke's the reason why you lost it. A hundred percent. And that will not change my mind. They paid. Look. Jerry did what the Rams did. You paid your running back too early. The only difference is Jerry should have followed what the Rams did and paid the quarterback because Dak can play. Goff, everyone's starting to question. I think he could play. There's no doubt about it. He's been to a Super Bowl already. Yeah, does he have a great coach? Absolutely. Sean McVay is an offensive genius. He's a just a, he's a great, but he'll tell you, it's not just him. He has great coaching around him. His, he has a great coaching staff with him. And that's the next thing. Anybody who shakes his hand, has a picture with him, goes to lunch, you're head coach in the NFL tomorrow, automatically. So, now he's losing some of his coaching. Yeah, they're going to struggle a little more, and I understand that. And are they going to step back? Yes, they're paying Goff a lot of money. They're paying Gurley a lot of money. And therefore, they're not able to pay their offensive line. Which is where part of the struggle is. They're not there at the offensive line. They had an offensive line a year ago. They, the offensive line's not as good as it was a year ago. Um, to say that Goff's now, and people are going back to the Goff being a bust thing. Look, he's not a bust. He can play. I mean, you guys said that when Jeff Fisher was there. I mean, Sean McVay's already turned this kid's career around. I don't think you need to hit the panic button if you're the L.A. Rams yet. You also have to remember, they were in the Super Bowl last year. Usually, there's a Super Bowl hangover, you know, the next year. A lot of the team. Plus, look at the division they're playing. Jimmy G came back. Let's be honest. Jimmy G, if he's in with San Fran last year, they were undefeated until he got hurt. Maybe have one loss. But I think they were undefeated. So you got to wonder, you know, how much that played into it, too. Because Jimmy G can ball. We see how big of a difference he makes on a team. 
so are the Rams struggling right now? Yes. Will they continue to struggle? Maybe. Is there a need to hit the panic button? Absolutely not. I think it'll be all right. I think they got the right coaching staff, especially, you know, you know Wade Phillips isn't going anywhere. I don't think anyone's going to call. So, you know, you got the right guy defense. Andy has that head coaching experience. So he's there to help McVay out. And that also takes the pressure off of McVay of not having to worry as heavily about making sure the defense is okay because he can trust his defensive coordinator. And now he can go in and focus more on his offense. And I think we'll we'll see him in the offseason. Look, I, I if the Rams don't make the playoffs, I think it could be the greatest thing for him. Let him get let him rest, let him get healthy. I think the Rams, uh, you know, draft, get get some draft picks, get some young guys, sign some key veterans, you know, and uh, you you can rebuild this thing real easy next year. You know what? One down year, it's all right. Don't hit the panic yet. All right, let me talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers real quick. Uh, I read the other day. Teddy Bridgewater is a top guy on their list going into the free agency or going into the offseason this year in free agency. Uh, I love this a lot. Uh, Tampa Bay's got great coaching. Bruce Arians, he is in, he's got a team that he believes he can win now around and if he can get the right quarterback there. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is the guy. Uh, he can play. He's definitely a starter in this league. Um, 100%, and he proved that with the Saints. Uh, and he proved it when he was a Viking, too. you got to remember, he never lost a starting job. He never lost a, his starting job. Uh, he, you know, he, get, he gets hurt off a non-contact play. Minnesota moves on. Okay. I understand. You know, they didn't want to take the risk of having to pay him. The big money. So, you know, so then he goes to the Jets. He's, you know, Darnold gets same starter. They trade him to the Saints. He's accepted. I mean, everywhere he went after he left Minnesota, even when he came back to Minnesota, he accepted his role as a backup. You know, he didn't come in thinking he was, you know, Case Keenan was starting at the time, thinking he was taking that spot. No, he came in and accepted the role. Hey, I got your back. I'm here. You know, you got any questions, come see me. I'm, I'm, I'm here to help. Same with the Jets. When he, you know, Darnold, you need help. Come talk to me. I'll help you. Goes to New Orleans. Breeze goes down. Guys, it's all right. We're going to get this thing. We're going to get through this. We're going to be fine. He's a leader. He's a guy that would do great in Tampa Bay. He'd be perfect for him. He can go in and he can be a leader. He he's, he's a leader. So right out the gate, hey, we have a leader. And we have a franchise quarterback. And if you look at his record as a starter, he's a winner. He has a winning record. That matters. Jameis Winston's not the answer. And they're not they're in a situation in Tampa Bay. This roster is not waiting to develop another quarterback to see if it works out in the draft. Otherwise, guys are guys are out. They're leaving. They're not sticking around to rebuild. Do you think Mike Evans? Mike Evans has won out the last two years. You think they go draft a quarterback? He's staying around any longer? No. He's gone. He's definitely gone. He's not showing up to training camp until he's on a new team. I mean, 
But you bring in Bridgewater, the guy who can win you games and get you to the postseason, and he's a great leader for your team, and you have a great coach in Bruce Arians, I love it. As a Minnesota Vikings fan, I don't love it because, you know, Tampa Bay, NFC. See you in the playoffs. But as a football fan and a guy who's sitting here being unbiased right now, I love it. I think it'd be great for Tampa Bay Buccaneer football. I think it'd be great for the NFL too. I mean, the the more better teams, the better the ratings. That's how it is at the end of the day. So Teddy B to Tampa Bay, yeah, I'm all in on it. I think it's a great move. Bruce Arians, he's a smart coach. He knows what he's doing. And he's in a win-now situation. And anywhere he goes, he does win. So bringing Bridgewater in makes all the world sense. Veteran quarterback, you can't wait to build a new quarterback and wait and see how it plays out. All right, let, real quick, let's jump over. I got my four picks here. We're going to go college first, and then we'll do the NFL. So here we go, my four picks. For some college football. I like Notre Dame over Navy. I think it's a blowout. It's not even close. Notre Dame all the way. Uh, Georgia over Auburn. Another game. I think, you know, it's a couple touchdown win for Georgia. I think they win by at least two touchdowns. I think about 17 points or more. Uh, Freshman quarterback at Auburn. Georgia. Uh, They got the quarterback. They got the running back. They got the team really all around. They're in a, you know, they're right on the outside looking in on the playoffs. I mean, yeah, they're a four, but don't let Bama sit right behind you, fool you. Then CAA knew they just couldn't put him at number four, right? I mean, right after taking a loss. That's what that came down to. I don't care, you know, if the playoffs would have been tomorrow, don't think Georgia would have been that four seed. It would have been Bama all day. So give me Georgia over Auburn. They're going to prove why they should be in and not Bama. Uh, next, I'll take Oklahoma and Jalen Hurts over Baylor. Um, I know how good both these teams are. I've watched them both play at least one game. I've watched, actually, I've watched multiple games of both these teams. Uh, I've seen a lot more of Oklahoma than I Baylor, and I know enough about Baylor to tell you that I've seen enough of Oklahoma. This is going to be a good, fun game for about three quarters, fourth quarter. Oklahoma's not making the mistake they did against Iowa State last week. That's going to be the game changer. Oklahoma wins. By 14. And last, give me Minnesota over Iowa. I watched Minnesota last week for a little while. And I know enough about Iowa to where I don't have to watch them. But I still will watch them. I've seen them this year. And I I watched a little bit of the game last week. But uh, Minnesota, them corners, them D-backs are awesome. Antonio Winfield Jr., he had two interceptions last week. I mean, he was just – he looked like his dad out there. I mean, I hope that kid comes to place for the Vikings just like his old man. He's that good. He – I mean, they have great corners. They have good receivers. Minnesota's in a very unique place. They've – spot they've never seen themselves in. And, uh, look – if Minnesota gets past Iowa, I'll take them undefeated to the Big Ten Championship, and I'll decide how I feel about them from there. So there it is. 
I'll take Notre Dame over Navy, Georgia over Auburn, Oklahoma over Baylor, and give me the Gophers over the Hawks. Moving over to the NFL. This is going to be a fun game. This should be Sunday night football. It drives me nuts that it's not, and I really honestly can't wait to watch this game, and I will be definitely keeping a close eye on this game. I will take Houston by a slight edge over the Baltimore Ravens. Deshaun Watson versus Lamar Jackson. That's all you need to know. It's going to be so much fun. Enjoy. People need to watch. People watch this game. You need to enjoy this game. It's. I can't explain how great this game is going to be. But I'm taking Houston by just getting over Baltimore by a couple points. Next, give me Philly over New England. Brady's holding the grudge from the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz is going to show, hey, I need to prove myself. I don't think Wentz is the reason why they win. I think the run game is what's going to matter. And I think we're going to see something very weird out of Tom Brady where he's going to make a mistake. And everyone's going to come and question, is this it? Tom's too old. He's lost his touch. Give him his underdog card again. Back-to-back losses. This is what Tom Brady needs. Um, it's weird because normally at the start of the season you see Brady struggle, or you know, he's not at his best. They've they they've been fine so far, really, till they played Baltimore. And I mean, give respect to Harbaugh, you know, Lamar and the rest of the Ravens team for what they did. But you know, it was weird seeing New England have a a, a good start to the year. Normally, it's you know, it's a little rocky when they start and. That's when all the speculation is, but hey, they started off great. I think they're going to have a couple games struggle. They're really kind of in the tough part of their schedule, and then they're back into smooth sailing, which is going to be perfect for New England, what they need. And uh, I think then they'll turn it on during the playoffs like they always do. But uh, I'll take Philly over New England uh, for an upset. Give me the Rams over the Bears, Sunday Night Football. Again, I think this game should be at noon. We should be able to watch Houston and Baltimore Sunday night. It's not, unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, we're going to see a decent game between the Rams and the Bears. Uh, Very good defensive game. If you like defense, Rams-Bears will be your game. If you're loving the offense, you're probably going to want to change the channel. And then Monday night, my big upset of the week, I'm taking the Chargers over the Chiefs in Mexico City. The Chiefs stayed in Kansas City. They were upset. You know, they got to go to Mexico City. So, you know, they stayed in Kansas City practice. The Chargers were really smart and went to Colorado to practice to get that high altitude. Um, it's going to have it's gonna play an advantage. You'll see it in the second half. So give me the Chargers over the Chiefs. So, for my NFL picks, I got Houston over Baltimore, Philly over New England, Rams over the Bears, and Chargers over Chiefs. All right, I want to talk a little NBA real quick. Uh, Just a couple things. Uh, One, both L.A. teams are still looking great. Uh, The Clippers are still continuing to do their thing. Load management. Paul George is just centering the picture. So, now we're really going to see what this team can do. Um, The Lakers... I'm not gonna lie; they've already shut me up. I didn't. I look. I made it known I was not comfortable going into this season. 
I'm a little more comfortable now. Um, I still have a couple questions. I think they're going to fix what they need. I think they're going to get Iguodala. Um, I think they may even try and make a move for J.R. Smith. I don't know. I hope not. I hope we can get Iguodala. That'd be great. That'd be perfect. Uh, Lakers basketball, though, doing much better than I thought. But remember, this team is old. I think it's going to work out. I think if we can get a little load management ourselves going, this thing's going to work out for the Lakers, and we're going to be able to compete in the playoffs. Uh, Houston Rockets, I still not completely sold on them, but it seems like things are going a little better than what I expected. Um, I don't know. I, I... I'm not going to put my final judgment on them till the All-Star break, I think. And uh, two weeks after the All-Star break, I'll decide. I think about two weeks after the All-Star break, you're going to know everything you need to know about this Houston Rockets team. Uh, for now, though, they're, you know, they're going to you know, shut people up. They're sh- kind of shutting people up who have you know, said, uh, I don't know how well that thing's going to work. And I'm still going to sit here and question it. I don't care how many double-doubles James Harden's having. I don't care how good they're looking. I don't care him and Westbrook are getting along. That thing's going to explode at some point, and I'm still standing by and saying this thing's not going to work. And look, the Boston Celtics, by the way. Can we just take a minute to appreciate? First of all, I'm not surprised about this at all. Uh, when they moved off Kyrie, I honestly I said at the trade deadline last year, and the Lakers were at Boston on the trade deadline. I said, you know, I was talking to my, a friend, and he's a Celtics fan, and uh, I said, if the Lakers and Celtics are smart, they're sitting in a room right now. You know, about six hours before tip-off, we're discussing a trade for Kyrie. If I was the Lakers, I would have traded for Kyrie last year to try and keep him as part of this team for this year. And if I was the Celtics, I would have moved off Kyrie last year, and I would have got everything I could for him. Um, Celtics are a better team without Kyrie. Kemba Walker coming in makes them even better. Uh, this team's legit. They're going to be in the postseason. There's no doubt about that. As long as they're able to stay healthy. Even with Hayward out right now, they're, they're fine. I understand they barely got past Golden State last night, who was not the greatest right now. But it's all right. They're still, you got to remember, they're still kind of working things out, getting a little chemistry together. They're young, but, uh, I think that's the best team in the East. I'm going to put that out there right now. Mark me down for it. Boston's the best team in the East. And if they can stay healthy, and this, you know, I think if they can stay healthy, I'll take them all the way to the finals. Last, my man, Carmelo Anthony. I'm glad you're not a Laker. I'm glad you're on a team. I'm glad you're not a Laker, though. I didn't want to see you in a Laker uniform. I heard all the talk, but I am glad to see you in Portland. And I think that's a good spot for 
Carmelo, uh, he's got a chance to, to really this, – this is a chance for Carmelo to right all of his wrongs right here. And it, he's on a team that's good enough. They could pretend – you know, they, this is a team that could make – if they could stay healthy, they can make a run in the postseason and potentially make it to the finals. And I think right now Carmelo, with where he's at with his age and at in his career – this is your chance, Carmelo, to right your wrongs. You know, all this dumb stuff you've done, being a problem on teams. Accept your role. Be a grown-up. Be a leader of this team. Because this, I mean, this team's, you know, it's it's young. Um, they're they're kind of at that, they're at the end of that, you know, the young, and they're all getting to that veteran, good veteran stage where you like guys in the NBA. Um they have a good chemistry. I think Carmelo has a chance to help make that chemistry even better and to be a leader and a veteran on this team and help guide guys like CJ and Dame Dollar uh, to help elevate their game. So uh, I really love Melo to the Blazers. Um, I also don't think this is it for Carmelo. I think this is... Uh, what you'd call a, a, a prove-it year. And uh, I think Carmelo will join a team in the East next year with two guys by the name of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant who have expressed how much they would love to have Carmelo Anthony in Brooklyn. So this year is kind of the year for Carmelo to prove, you know, I'm willing to accept my role, I'm willing to help guide my team, and I'm willing to take a step back to help give my team a chance to take an extra step forward. So I like Melo to the Trailblazers. I think he's going to do a good, you know, good deeds for this year. He's going to right his wrongs next year. I think he's going to go to the Nets, and it's probably going to be same old Melo again with them two egos. So uh, some good stuff in the NBA. This is a fun NBA year, by the way. I want to throw that out there. Uh, I'm watching some games. You know, I'm not really watching a lot of the popular games. You know, most, you know, I'm watching guys like the Timberwolves, the Grizzlies. The Jazz are awesome. People need to watch the Jazz. And they're going to get that thing took care of. They, you know, they're kind of – a little bit of struggle. They're working on some chemistry, but the Jazz, they are going to be awesome. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm watching a lot more of the boring games that people don't want to talk about. And uh, I'm going to start talking about them. So, uh, you know, get ready. I, I, I like watching the Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns is fun, man. He, he's good. He's fun to watch. Uh, I also, I, you know, I watch my, my Lakers. I'm a huge Laker fan. Uh, I love watching the Lakers. But uh, yeah, I enjoy watching them. You know, that uh, that Morant kid, Memphis, he's good. He can ball. Uh, Pelicans, I I I I enjoy what they're doing so far. I think they got a bright future to build on. So uh, I mean, yeah, there there's some fun teams out there, and not a lot of people are talking about that. Uh, could potentially make some noise here soon. All right, let's talk a little NFL MVP. Um, 
I've got it down to three guys right now. If you were to hand out the MVP award, and I'm going to give you a reason why. So at number three, and this is my order right now. I'm going to start from bottom to the top. And number three, I have Lamar Jackson. Uh, I had him just edging out Christian McCaffrey by a little bit. Uh, for this third spot, I have McCaffrey at four, just on the outside looking in. I think Lamar... You, t- you look, Lamar Jackson gets hurt. I think, you know, Baltimore goes in trouble. He's very, he's a very valuable player to his team. He has took such a huge step forward. I mean, he has gotten bigger, faster, stronger, and improved on his throwing uh, compared to from what we've seen last year to this year. I mean, he took a huge step forward. Um, I've always thought he was going to have a bright future in the, in this game at this level, uh, and he's backing everything up that I, I've, I've believed about him. and He's got a great work ethic. Uh, he's, he's, he's a great kid. I love watching him on Sunday. Can't say enough good things about him. I mean, so Lamar Jackson, I got him at number three. Uh, number two, people are going to call me, you know, I'm going to get told I'm biased for this, but this is unbiased. And... The numbers don't lie. He's the leading rusher in the NFL. Give me Dalvin Cook. I'm sorry. You take Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook goes out for, for three weeks. Let's say Dalvin Cook goes out, goes down. He's out the next three weeks. I understand how good Kirk Cousins has been doing. He's looked great. Um, you know, he's, shutting, he, he's out there right now shutting guys up like guys like me up. I've been a critic of him. I don't, I've always said... And you, I've, I've always said, I like Kirk Cousins. It's not that I don't like Kirk Cousins. I just didn't like him at $84 million guaranteed. Looking now, compared to what these quarterbacks are making now, Kirk Cousins' contract isn't that bad. I mean, it's not. I, but uh, if you take Dalvin Cook out for three games, how many of those games is Kirk Cousins going to win you? I mean, I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's he's a good quarterback. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Is he a, the next caliber? We're, I think we're going to find out over the rest of this season and uh, next season. I think the, these, the next year and a half for Kirk Cousins is going to be very important. Uh, but it's also going to be very important that Dalvin Cook stays healthy because – that's what really opens it up for him. I mean, so so he can look that good. You know, you're not going to be able to get that all the time if Dalvin Cook's, you know, not healthy. I think then he goes and struggles. So that just shows how valuable Cook is to that offense. The offense really runs through Dalvin Cook. You know, it's run plays, screens, play action. You're not seeing Cousins in the shotgun five wide able to make the big throw. No, he's doing it off. You know, he's rolling out. Off a bootleg and hitting Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen and Rudolph and Irv Smith and Johnson and even you know maybe even you know he finds Cook twenty yards downfield because he gets away. Uh, so you know it's not it's not that oh Kirk's finally got it together he's doing you know because he's doing well no it's Dalvin Cook's opening up things for this offense and for this team and that's just how important he is to this team. Uh, 
And then the only guy I have beating out Dalvin Cook. And honestly, they will decide. <coughs> excuse me. They will decide who will win this MVP uh, race, I think, in a couple weeks when they meet on Monday Night Football. Russell Wilson. Look, you take Wilson off that team and pff, good luck. Seven and two, you'd be two and seven. Seattle's rough. Russell, I believed it when he came in the draft. I thought he was the second best quarterback in that draft behind Andrew Luck. And I, and I mean, you know, Luck, you know, say Luck stays healthy, you know, doesn't get hurt, doesn't retire early. No one's arguing that. Because now, the, you know, Luck leaving early, retiring early, you know. Wilson, honestly, he's the best pick out of that draft. Uh, you know, I believe uh, he's just he's, – he's so good, first of all. He makes the right choices. Look, he, yeah, can he run on his feet? Yeah, but you don't see him always doing that. And when he does, he's smart. He slides. He, he makes really good throws. He's very accurate with the ball. He's so sp- – look, I don't care if he's short. That's what everyone told me when he came to you. Sure, I don't care. When you can play ball, you take the guy who can play ball. And now you're seeing it with Kyler Murray. You know, so these guys that are going playing, you know, they're playing baseball and football, it's working out great. They're great for the NFL. Uh, but Russell Wilson, man, you take him, he goes down for three games. Good luck winning half of a half a game. I'm saying you're getting blown out from the start of the kickoff every game. That's how valuable he is to that team. So my MVP race right now, I got Lamar Jackson at number three, Dalvin Cook at two, Russell Wilson number one. Alrighty, here we go, our closing segment of the day. Let's take a look at what the playoffs just might look like. Uh, let me start in the AFC. First, my two teams on the outside looking in, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Tennessee Titans. I think they're going to be, end up being the two teams that are just on the outside looking in. Let me give you my wild cards because I'm going to throw some people off here. I have Buffalo at the five seed. Uh, I think they finish just right behind New England. Uh, <coughs> I think they're going to have a really good finish down the stretch. I think you're going to see them win some games that, you know, like the Dallas game. I don't think a lot of people are going to have them winning that. They're going to win that game. Uh, you know, that New England game, I think they got a chance to potentially split it. I'm going to give it to New England by an edge. But uh, don't rule it out, man. But Buffalo might pull off that upset, but I'm going to give it that home field advantage, I think, is what's going to be the difference. I'm going to give New England the edge on it. So I got Buffalo as my five seed. My six seed... I got the Kansas City Chiefs finishing at 9-7 and seven and getting the 6 seed. Their schedule does not favor them. It does not help them. They have the Chargers this Monday. I don't think they're going to beat them. I think the Chargers are going to win. They went to Colorado, spent time up, high altitudes, ready to go to Mexico City. Kansas City, stayed in Kansas City and... One had some smoked barbecue. Um, so, I mean, right there, there's another loss. I don't think they're going to get past New England. I mean, and the team I got winning the division, they're my four seed. 
the Oakland Raiders. I don't think they're going to beat the Oakland Raiders in this next game at Arrowhead either. There's three losses right there. New England, Chargers, and Oakland. Nine and seven. They're going to barely get in. Oakland, I think they're going to have a good, strong finish. They're going to be the four seed. Do I see them doing the greatest in the playoffs? I think they're out first game. I think they get beat. Uh, they'll probably, honestly, end up playing. Or, yeah, they, uh, they play Buffalo. They could potentially win it. I'd still give it to Buffalo. Um, it could be Kansas City, you know, Buffalo. I mean, the Kansas City Buffalo, it's going to go 5 6. So if they play, if Oakland plays Kansas City, they'll get blown out. Buffalo, I think it's a good game. I'm still going to give the edge to Buffalo, though. Um, but I think Gruden, look, I said it. I'm in. I, he got me to buy in. I've, I've, I've bought, I'm buying my hit, the Gruden stock. He's on the, He knows what he's doing. Uh, number three, I have the Houston Texans. Uh, I think that's right where they belong. Uh, they're definitely that division's theirs to lose. Uh, you know, like I said, I have Tennessee and the Jags both in that division, right on the outside looking in. That just shows you. And Indy's not that bad either. Don't think Indy's that bad either. I just, I, I, I. I think this, you know, they're right there on the outside looking in too. That whole division is that good. Uh, and at number two, I have the New England Patriots. Uh, you know, they're gonna get the bye week. They're gonna make, you know, that's one thing they're very good at making sure we get that bye week in the playoffs. Do you know? You're gonna see them go on a little bit of a struggle. Uh, watch, you know, watch the Patriots. They're gonna struggle, but. They will finish off strong enough. They'll get the two seed. Because at number one, I got the Baltimore Ravens. I think they are the best team in the AFC right now. They're showing it. They're proving it. I think New England can be the best team. And in the end, could be the best team. I'm not going to say will be yet because I just got to see a little more. But they're going to figure it out. They always do. Uh, I'm not going to speculate who's winning the AFC right now yet. Give me a couple more weeks. I'll have where I think that'll officially be. I'll have my official Super Bowl picks in a couple weeks until the actual – or my picks until the playoffs of who I think will be in, and then I'll give the official ones once the playoffs start. Um, so that's the AFC. Let's go to the NFC. I have Philly and Carolina on the outside looking in. Given the division to Dallas, they're my four seed. Uh, they're going to look. I don't even think Philly's going to split these games with them. I'm taking Dallas outright, beat out Philly 2-0 in this regular season. They're going to outdo them by about a game. Uh, so Philly's on the outside. And then the three seed, New Orleans, they're going to just edge by a game, I think, over Carolina. For the division. Uh, the sixth seed will be one of two teams. Because <clears throat> whoever's the number two seed. 
will be the NFC North winner. They will be the number two seed. I'm going to throw this out there too, or I'm going to put this out there. My five, So my four seed is Dallas. My three seed is New Orleans right now. My two seed and the six seed both belong to the NFC North. I have Seattle at number one. So Seattle at one, New Orleans at three, Dallas at four, San Fran at five. I think Minnesota can get the win against Green Bay at home. The first game, yes, it makes you wonder, can they do it? But look at what that team has done since then. They had the struggle, you know, the two the two games struggle, and they have not really looked back since. I mean, obviously the loss to the Chiefs, but this is in a dome. This is at Minnesota. I understand, yes, it's under the lights, but I think Kirk Cousins showed that doesn't matter anymore. Turn, Go ahead, turn the lights on. He didn't look the greatest against the Redskins, but man, he, look, yes, it wasn't the most flashiest place, but that's the thing, you don't have to be flashy. It's almost, I call it the Tom Brady effect. It's not flashy. There's nothing cool about it. It's honestly, you know, it's the only thing flashy and cool about it is when the guy who gets the ball makes the big play after that. He does the smart thing. He's doing his check downs. And you know what? I think he can do that. I think he can keep playing. And then he can make them big plays when he needs to, like Brady does. Am I saying he's Tom Brady? Not even close. I'm still... Not sold on Cousins. But I look, after watching that Dallas game, I'm still, he's still getting me to buy a little bit more and more stock. And I honestly, I thought, I knew the Kansas City game would go, would be a difficult one because it's outdoors. But I gave him a shot because it was, you know, hey, it's a noon game. Kirk Cousins can show up at noon. Not a lot of pressure. Only issue is outdoors and it's cold. And he, he hung in there well. Uh, I'm going to take Minnesota with the two spot, buy a game, and Green Bay goes to the sixth spot. Bottom line, the game gets decided when Green Bay and Minnesota play. That'll determine the two seed. Same with Seattle and San Fran. That'll determine the one seed. Um... So there's a lot of games really that decide who's going to be in and where their exact seat, seating is going to be. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I think you could. There could be some, you know, shifts. You know, injuries do happen. There could be, you know, something could change. But right now, I think looking at this, if the playoffs started today, or you know, started after. This is where we'd be. I think this is, you know, or if everyone, sorry, not if they started it here next week, but if, if everyone stayed healthy, I think this is kind of what the playoff picture is going to look at, look like. And uh, I think this is going to be probably the best year of playoff, playoff football the NFL has ever had. You can, you can mark me down for that. This is going to be the best year of the playoffs ever. It's going to be mind-blowing. It's going to be awesome. 
thank you guys for listening. Uh, it was a great show. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy some football, some basketball. Uh, there's also UFC fights, I believe, this weekend. Uh, a lot to look forward to over the weekend. Some great games coming on. Uh, I'll see you all next week.